0: Well I'd like you to picture two people in your mind. One person is a person who you would consider a star. I'm deaf. I'm sorry. What? What am I doing? The kids. It's coming. Where were we? You're to the, the thick of somebody who you would consider is a star. Somebody who you think qualifies that could be named a star. And the other person that I want you to picture in your mind is somebody that you would consider a hero. Could be a hero to you, could be a hero to others, but somebody that you would describe as a hero. And while you're giving thought to who those two people might be in your mind, I'm just going to talk to the kids and the youth just for a moment, okay? So if you're a young one or you're a youth here this morning, okay, I've, I've got something over here. I've got a little bag here that's, it's got, well, I'm, I'm getting coached over here. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what it is, okay? But I, I'm telling you, it's something good. Okay, so here's the deal. If you're a youth or a young one, right? here's the deal. From this point forward, if you keep track of how many times I say the word hero, okay, so that's, that's one so far, right? Remember the word is, is hero, right? You've got that, right? It's hero, okay? So whoever comes the closest to the number of times that I say the word hero, you get, you get this bag with, hmm hmm all these goodies, okay? And so you can, you can check with Pastor Ben after the service, and maybe you can kind of claim your prize, all right? Okay? Now, just as an aside, I'm thinking, you know, if you're you know, a young one or a youth, maybe on your way home from church this morning, you could have a discussion in the car about whether or not you think your mom or your dad is a star or a hero. Okay, so share with them what it is about them that, you know, why you think that they're a star or a hero. And if you say neither, well, I'll pray for you, okay? I, I, would, I would love to be a fly in the car to hear the discussion about that, okay? Okay, so the rest of you, you've got two people in your mind, right? One is a star, one is a hero. two people whoever you might have picked in the last 3 or 4 weeks i have been to two movies in the theater one is mission impossible and the other is sound of freedom and i just tell you, i mean so far i've passed on barbie okay i'm 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 just i'm just saying okay maybe there's a day you're coming or whatever but two movies that I've seen, Mission Impossible and The Sound of Furium. One of them features a star who, or is an actor who's, who's been around for decades, and probably I would say, at least I think, you know, somebody in everyday life who many people would consider is a star. The other one is a movie who is involving a person who, ended up going on sort of his own mission to help rescue kids that were in horrific situations. Two movies that I've seen. One who features a star, and the other who many would consider a hero. There's a a difference between a star and a hero. A star is somebody who is surrounded by crowds. They have a following. People follow him or her. They surround them with crowds. A hero hero is somebody who can walk alone. A star is known for their looks or their talent or sometimes both. A hero is revered for his or her character. The star... The star is somebody who consults their focus groups before they speak. But a hero consults their own conscience. A hero is somebody who says, you know what, I'm gonna do what is right no matter who sees it. I'm gonna do what I think is the right thing to do. A hero is not somebody that's really concerned so much about their looks or or with their appearance. They, they care more about, who am I? Who am I when nobody is looking? Their personal character really matters to them. It's vitally important. So there's a difference between a star and a hero. At least there's often a difference. And you know what? We need more heroes in the world. The past five weeks, we have, as you know, we've been in our, our current summer series, the continued story of Jesus, where we're continuing to look in the book of Acts. And we're in that part of the book where there is, there is lots of bad things, or this lots of things that are kind of going on in these early Christians. These early Christians that are part of the early, early church. There's lots of things that are going wrong. And there's lots of opposition, there's, there's attacks, there's threats, there's, there's suffering. The apostles, they get thrown in jail by religious authorities for proclaiming the name of Jesus and healing in the name of Jesus, the name that Pastor Mike talked about last Sunday. So there's lots going on. And now, here we are in this part of the passage that the dramatic readers read for us just a little bit earlier, and we see, we see the apostles, they're facing danger. They're facing opposition. And the potential of death. We, we know that because it says down in verse 33, it says this. It says this, they're accusers. So that's, that's the Sanhedrin, the religious authorities. They say, They were furious and wanted to put them to death for proclaiming the name of Jesus and healing in the name of Jesus when they were told not to. Peter and John and the rest of the apostles, they knew that they were possibly facing death because when they looked into the eyes of their accusers, have have you, have you have you ever noticed have you ever looked into the eyes of someone who is actually, and they're, they're furious? They're, they're, they're piercing. I remember reading about, he's a well-known, famous tech guy. I don't need to name his name, but he's a well-known tech guy. And I read that when he got really mad, his eyes, they would turn like bloodshot red. The apostles They knew just by looking into the eyes of their accusers, they knew what was at stake. Their lives were at stake. Their lives were. And part of the passage that really kind of stopped me in my tracks when I was reading it is when the apostles, they said to them, they said to their accusers, they said this, verse 30. They said, the God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging on a cross. I think the apostles missed out on that course of Dale Carnegie, you know, how to win friends and influence people. I think they missed that one. Nothing nothing like stirring the emotional waters of somebody else by basically pointing the finger at them and saying, you know you? 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 You killed him by hanging him on a cross. Do, do you think there might be some sort of an emotional response? Do you think there might be a little bit of emotional backlash? I, I picture the Sanhedrin and the high priest having like redness and fire in their eyes. And Peter and the rest of the apostles, they could see that. They could see it. What what, what do they say when they're told not to teach in Jesus' name or not to proclaim the name? What do they they say to the apostles or to, to the religious authorities? What do they say? They say this We must obey God rather than human beings, which is a way of saying we must obey God rather than you. So, so they see people who are itching to kill them. And they very calmly just respond to them and say, we must obey God and not you. Where, where did they get that courage? Or where did, they, where did they find that courage to stand up and speak like that? Where did they find that? I mentioned to you earlier about having gone to this movie, Sound of Freedom which is, as I say, it's based on a true story where Tim Ballard is his name. He quits his federal agent job to go on this mission to rescue kids in rebel territory in the country of Colombia. And one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is when a question is posed to Tim Ballard, like, why are you doing this? You know what he said? He said, because God's children are not for sale. He was a person with great courage and would be considered by many a hero for actually being somebody who was doing it for cause with other people in mind. He was, he was doing it for something that was much bigger than himself, rescuing kids who were not valued as God values him. He was doing it for the lives of children. God's children as he puts it. He's a hero. And facing danger and, and all kinds of risk, putting his, even his life on the line, you know, he stuck with his conviction of what he thought was right. And a hero is somebody who sticks with what they think is the right thing to do. What is true, that's what a hero does. It's not something that you have to do, it's something that you choose to do. You brave it, you sacrifice for it, you risk it. Not because you have to, because, but because you choose to do. It's volunteering. And I can tell you there have been times in my life where I would've, could've, should've, you know, where I would have and could have, should have maybe spoken to this person or that person about something. Maybe it was about anger issues. Maybe it was about addiction issues or notoriously being late for meetings that, you know, that impacted other people. There are, there are times when we, we don't have the courage to stand up to something or confront it or address it. We, we are people, you and I, we are people, we, we need courage. We need courage. But where do you, where do we get it from? Like the apostles, where do we find it? We must obey God rather than human beings. What's interesting to me about this passage in Acts chapter 5 is, is that there, there's a word in it that speaks of Jesus. And it's a word that's only used four times in the whole New Testament, twice in the book of Acts and twice in the book of Hebrews. In Acts chapter 5, verse 31, after Jesus being raised from the dead, it says this, God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. Jesus is referred to as prince. It comes from a Greek word that can be translated also as pioneer or hero. Hero. We we fix our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says this. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer or hero and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. There it is. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Jesus himself had courage to do what he, what he did. Even though that he himself, there were, he was struggling, there was, there was some struggle and some trepidation, things that are characteristic of, of you and I, things that are characteristic of us human beings, and Jesus, to himself, he's human. At one point he says, "Father, if you are willing, take the cup from me." But then later on he said, "Ah, not my will, but yours be done." Where did he find the courage to actually go through with what he did? By fixing his eyes on the Father? And doing what his father was asking him to do It's fascinating to me that when you think of when you think of heroes in this world or you or you think about superheroes Spider-Man the Incredible Hulk Wonder Woman They they got power they received power to be able to do what they did in the case of Spider-Man he ended up receiving power from a radioactive sub- substance after being bitten by a spider. for so the Incredible Hulk. He got his power from accidental exposure to gamma rays. But when you think about Jesus, he had power. He already had power. He had all the power. All of creation was made by him. But what makes him a unique hero is that he actually he gave up his power. He gave up his glory. He gave up himself. He gave up his life. And while it might be arguable that there are some people who have maybe sacrificed themselves for, for a cause that's, that's bigger than themselves and were actually even willing to die for it, I don't know of anyone who had the same kind of glory and power like that of Jesus, What was willing to go to the cross for people like you and me so that you, we can find life and have life and have it to the full. I don't know anybody else other than him. He is, he's the ultimate hero. And we too can follow in his footsteps and find Courage by fixing our eyes on Jesus, remembering what it is that he has done, remembering about who we are in him, where we too can give things up. You, you have more courage than you ever had before. You have courage to let other people have the credit. That's being a hero. You have courage to serve anonymously. You have courage to be kind to somebody who has wronged you. That's being heroic. You have courage to to share your faith. You have courage to forgive somebody who has who has hurt you. That's being heroic. You have courage to step out and trust God in, in faith. Trust Him with your kids, your job. Your finances, your future. Courage that comes from living in the hands of the living God. That's where courage comes from, making you the kind of hero that our culture needs. Let's pray together. Father, as we hear the wonder of little voices in the background, Lord, we're thankful, Lord, for for you and you sending your son who, wow, gave everything up with people like us in mind and being willing to follow you as, as his father and being obedient to him. And I pray, Lord, for for each one of us, that you would help us to not hold on to this or hold on to that, but to to give things up with other people in mind. Where other people in this world might say, you know what, I've never seen a person respond and react like that. Where they might take notice of us. And while we're not seeking to be heroes they in their eyes, by looking and observing what goes kind of countercultural to this world that we live in, by giving things up for other people's sakes, that they would take notice and take a step moving closer to Jesus. And we pray this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus. Amen.